Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. Tonight for our first episode of 2020 on this, our one-year anniversary of our podcast, I am joined by Gerard Barrera. Hey, yo, what is up, my nerds? That is one year. One year we are together. Hello. And we are also joined by one Theo Wolski. I don't, I don't know if I take Jerry's like what year together thing as in like this is a relationship and we've just crossed that level to long term and now of course having, it is now well, having anxiety about this. But we're like, like I don't, I don't do this commitment, <laughs> dude. <laughs> then we sh- then we shouldn't have went to uh, E3 in 2014 because this, we're coming up on year six for that. Yeah, I know, right? So I don't know. You guys have made me a changed man, then I guess. Aww. Apparently, oh. So, uh, how was everybody's uh, Christmas and New Year? Well, all I can say is I missed my boys. Uh, it's good to hear from you. It's good to see you. Lies. Um, lies. He's lying. He's lying. <laughs> he enjoyed um, every second without us. <laughs> I, I did. The peace and quiet. It was very zen. No. no, no. Of no, it, well, it's it's nice to like get back to normal and kind of like uh, get back to the old the old grind. Uh, the the whole month has been pretty pretty busy and lucrative, but also uh, very busy and, and tiring. So it's been okay. I'm gonna say December's your busy month at work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Three weeks. I think we were a week and a half away from Christmas. We already beat last year's sales. Good lord! Yeah, wow. By by three hundred thousand dollars. But what's weird is like you and I were talking about Jerry's. Is like it felt like I talked to you more this year. We like every year. It seems like it's less and less chaotic. Like it really wasn't that chaotic for me this year. It was just super busy, yeah. and I wasn't gonna have a lot like. I didn't really have any days off, but um, it wasn't that bad. Like before, I remember I had like the most scattered schedule where like I would start at five in the morning tomorrow, but then I wouldn't leave the office till like midnight or one o'clock. Like we've gotten everything more dialed in to where I think we're a little bit more efficient and we've done a lot better. So like I'm not as... As I gotta, crazy tired as I was. I gotta ask, Theo, what are you doing in the background? Because you are hiding from us. <laughs> you're, you're making anything. a lot of noise. Am I making a lot of noise? Yes, you are. Oh, this <laughs> microphone picks up a ton of shit then. All right, I'll yes. stop. <laughs> no, so, we've all talked about Theo's PC gaming corner, and he's decided he's going to rip apart his computer. I did. He's, it, it is completely apart. What are you try- what are you swapping out? Uh so one I really wanted to change the um the way that the graphics card is mounted so I'm doing it vertically so you can actually see the water block okay. uh in the coolant um but to do that I needed to make sure that I could get rid of the Wi-Fi card since my motherboard doesn't have native Wi-Fi oh. to get a power line adapter for that so I could have ethernet in my room um Isn't it crazy it, how you how you like change one or two things and then now I have to upgrade this or I have to move this. Yeah. Isn't it crazy right? how that always happens? 
it always, especially with me, dude, like you, you, <laughs> you guys know me, like if it's what I say one little thing and it blows up to 50, right? I, go, I go from zero to 60 in five seconds. It's like, <laughs> if, it's like if Jerry walked into a beanie store. Exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. No, uh, he would I'm, buy. He would buy the entire store just so he could say he'd own it, and he would have a place to store his beanies. Pretty much, it would That's be just true. one giant storage and fashion like accessory like type thing. I mean, I bet you would even make like uh, novelty things of beanies. Like you'd make a beanie bowl somehow. Oh my god, that's a great idea! Oh my god, like if if you put like hot soup in there, like you always you always get like a a towel soup cozy. Yeah. Oh my god. But main right here, listeners, million dollar idea was just TM, 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 copyright, verbal trademark, verbal trademark. God. Oh, million dollar idea right there, baby. You're so welcome. let's talk about let's talk about something that wasn't a million dollar idea, and oh. that was giving the world cats. Oh God! Uh, well, I, I mean, Hold on. let's talk I, about this because well, first it is. Of all, I think it was a million dollar idea, but it was executed at a hundred million was, and poorly, poorly. It was not a million dollar idea. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. First off, nobody, it was not nobody. Like, I mean, everybody rags on cats as a play. Now we get to rag on it as a movie. <laughs> but I mean, it was only ragged on as a play because it was even back then it was seriously outdated. But it was a great play. See, here's the thing, mm. though, is everybody's been clamoring for Wicked yeah. to be made into a movie. But you mm. went cats. You went with a hundred million dollar budget. That's only made like 30 million, maybe 40 million. And they had the graphics, the CGI was so bad, they had to release a patch to all theaters for the movie to update the CGI. I mean, that's something we're used to in gaming, not movies. But the weird thing for me is that they did such a bad job with CGI. When like like granted I haven't seen the movie but based off the trailers like the CGI is pretty limited like you're pretty much just in either giant settings or in front of the green screen and then you got the same outfits as the play pretty much yeah so yeah and and furthermore another bad idea as much as it pains me to say this is that Jerry I'm going to agree with you. That they that they need to put the Uncharted movie out of its misery. Thank you. Because they have now lost their sixth director, Travis Knight, because of the the, the schedule that they're trying to to run because of Tom Holland's schedule and the crunch with it. He just didn't agree with it. So he said, I'm out. Furthermore, we've gone from Brian Cranston being rumored to be Sully, which I thought would have been a fantastic idea. Uh, Mark, Wal- yeah. Mark Wahlberg, who was originally attached as Nathan Drake way back in the beginning, is now set to play Sully. I, I, Sony, <laughs> I, I mean, love Uncharted. It's been documented thoroughly on this podcast. But just stop. 
I mean, I, I could they stop with, with Mar- Mark Wahlberg being Sully? Could they just be like planning ahead that Mark Wahlberg is going to be full of gray by the time the movie comes out? Mark Wahlberg's probably going to need a walker by that time. <laughs> I mean, just then you really will be Sully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, at this point, method acting. Then. We have a better chance of having a Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch reunion than we do the Uncharted movie coming to oh, life. No, 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 we don't. No, we don't. No. That's just how I feel about it. I mean, I, just, I think that's actually uh, a reasonable no, no, no. statement if, that if, could happen if, first. If you've ever, if you've ever heard statements from Mark Wahlberg from interviews, he will never ever go back as much as we want it <laughs> he'll never go back to marky mark he that's not even he doesn't even respond to marky mark Mm-mm. yeah so just so sad <laughs> so now what was a good idea in in retrospect before seeing the movie was rise of skywalker we all saw it over uh, our holiday break yep so theo i want to start with you what were your spoiler-free-ish thoughts on Rise of Skywalker? Uh, I really liked it, but I kind of equate it to being Star Wars version of Season 8 of Game of Thrones. Dude. <laughs> oh, wow. It was – I felt that, like, yes, they gave – they did a great job at giving closure, but they wrapped it up so fast. They, See, they, they Jerry spent... hasn't seen season eight, <laughs> and I have. And you know what? <laughs> you are right. It, it's, it's it's just that they, they like they tried to put it like yes, there were so many questions from the past two movies that they needed to wrap up. In in just one more movie in order to save and they wrapped the saga, it up. and they did, but in such a fast pace, like Dude, it's just like that first it's, it's hour. Not, it, it's not like you know how like you're used to a good storytelling. It's like let's build this back up, and you're, you're gonna hear, you're gonna get to that climax, and just gonna be get your uh, no, they they went right into it. No, you're, no, yeah, you're right. they went they, they right, went right into, into it, it, and they're just like, here's your answer. That's it. Dude, yeah. Let's that, move on. That first hour of the movie, I would equate that to the first episode and a half with the Night King. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was, and I was especially, I was told, especially since you didn't know where you were going to go with the Night King after right? that with the season. So I thought that the movie should have been two movies. With as much totally as they were agree. compressing everything, it should have just been two, and I would totally have been okay agree. with that. And you I know, definitely really tell me if you guys apart. tell me if you guys agree, but they spoiled the biggest jaw dropping moment in the middle of the movie. Without without spoiling anything, we'll just say the 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 moment between Ray and Chewie. Yeah, they totally ruined the jaw dropping moment out of the entire movie. Oh, when by she, get, when she by four, yeah. by, like finds out. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. by yeah. foreshadowing that moment so early on in the movie. I so here's my beef with the movie is one, it was too fast for the first hour of the movie. You didn't know it was like here's two minutes. Okay, cool. We're moving to the next thing. Two minutes moving to the next thing. Two minutes and moving to the next thing. Right. Right. Um, secondly, is these 
made these brand new this force power of you know well just smidge and it's not that big of a spoiler it's just ripping like being able to pass solid objects between one another okay 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 all right pass solid objects between one one another okay oh okay i see what you're saying that's defended in the movie i thought I think you're that, that really is only that's really only between Ray and and Kylo. It, but I mean, it, but they hinted at that in the last movie, anyways, or uh, they didn't hint at it; they did it in the last movie. But it's in Last just, Jedi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they they didn't need to do that. Honestly, why not? I don't know. I think that was like a cool little effect that they that they used, you know, for them to continue on for the. For the fight, but uh, it was definitely it was definitely another bandaid. Yeah, I mean, granted, JJ had a lot to that he had to make up for yeah. because, and I think this is the problem that Disney had was they brought in JJ Abrams for uh, New Hope Part Two, mm-hmm. um, and he wrote his script. He had his story, had everything he wanted to lay out. Then you bring in. Irving Kirshner part two with Ryan Johnson to do the last Jedi. And he decides, you know what? I want to do this story. And he writes it and directs it his way. And then you got to bring back in JJ for return of the Jedi part two. And, you know, he's got to make up for somebody taking the Matterhorn instead of taking the blue cars up the blue rails. They took the blue cars up the red rails and completely screwed up the entire plan. So, you know, he had a lot to make up for. And I think that's where it would have been better served that either A, they kept J.J. Abrams around as like a producer the whole time and made him hands on like George Lucas was when he wasn't allowed to do Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi uh-huh. um, as a director. Or B, you know, given JJ two movies, even if you release them three months apart, you know, like they did with the re-release of the original trilogy in theaters way back in the nineties. And and you have two movies to, to finish it off right instead of rush it. Um, Now, one of my favorite things about the movie was though, is you get to see Leia training and I'm not going to, that moment was just so special, you know, seeing that moment. But seeing some of the can like the older crew being brought back. True. I think the and you, only and, and you you know that the Carrie Fisher stuff was not CG, right? It was all stock footage. It, yeah, it was all stock footage from filming episode seven. Yep. Oh wow. Which is impressive to have that kind of stuff filmed and ready that far in advance. Mm-hmm. So it was I think one of my my favorite parts, though, was seeing Wedge, which that's not really a spoiler because he's in it for all of 30 seconds. It's a 30 second cameo. You know, I think the only thing that would have made it better is if he showed up in an X-Wing, like an old school X-Wing. But I'll take what he did. Um, So, I mean, overall, I give it a solid seven and a half or an eight. You know, I mean, it was still a a very good Star Wars movie in my book 
like I still in my book like segregate Star Wars essentially being its own genre rather than like sci-fi or whatever. But like it was a good Star Wars movie for me. It's just I felt like they rushed things or they just tried to fit too much into one movie. Jerry, what do you think overall? Overall, well, like I've said, overall as a movie, um, I would I would give uh, this Star Wars movie uh, by itself as a movie a solid seven. Um, it, it it still it did it did what it was supposed to, and I think it did it right. Um, uh, very action oriented hit a lot of the nostalgic uh orient you know orientations from especially from the first movie that came out from this new trilogy I, I i got a lot of that same stuff from uh from this one the but as a star wars movie i would probably give it like a 7.5 purely because um it, it was still solid but i agree with all of you um it felt very rushed Rushed to the point where, and usually I'm not, I don't agree with this, but this time I will. Um, if they were, if they were going to do a second, like a second part or like cut it into two parts, I think I would have been okay with that because they had a lot to say and they really rushed it. And the points that you did get to that were supposed to be sincere or heartfelt felt very pushed and rushed. And I, th- I think that's what made the movie kind of lack. Oh, like overall. Yeah. Oh, you know what? One part that like, I really did not want to happen at all was a, like to not give anything away um, is a particular kiss between two characters yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not happy about that. Like, I think a lot of people weren't because, but I, so many people were though. Like, there's so many forums that were rooting for that pair, and it's just oh, it just made me so sad. Yeah, and that's the other thing I didn't understand. Like, they're supposed, to, they're still supposed to be Jedi. So, have the rules changed? Well, I think because when you look at the journey of. Away, I'm not going to – I'm just going to say it no, this way. No, Jerry gave it away. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, good job. But I think when you look at the the direction the one character went with starting light, falling, coming back, or, you know, and the other one going light, dark, light. I mean, whatever, you know, they showing some of that dark side in Last Jedi with the anger and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't surprise me. Because I think that might have been what probably was the downfall of the Jedi, that they were too righteous. They didn't allow human emotions to really play into the into anything because they were so afraid that it would become, you know, anger and all of that, where love, I think, could have been a very great emotion that they could have let in. So um, now let's talk about the gaming world. And Theo, you know, like you mentioned them, you know, spoiling some things. And we know that things were spoiled quite heavily before we even got to release day for Star Wars. So oh, I know. I mean, I just and I'm just saying that he, he did spoil it. That's all. <laughs> well, and, and what it's a great segue, though, because this week 
over the last week, not only was it kind of leaked that we're getting a Final Fantasy VII remake demo, but now it's actually leaked out the full gameplay of the demo has mm-hmm. been leaked. And I haven't seen it, but from what I've seen online from people talking about it, it looks like it's almost going to be the behind-the-scenes media one. Not the one that we played at E3, but the behind-the-scenes one, which is about that that little bit longer one, which ran oh, about really? 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's my thing is, is that everybody asked for people not to leak Star Wars stuff out before people got a chance to see it. Yeah. Because right. this is the culmination of some some people's entire lives. I've grown up with Star Wars. You know, Star Wars came out two years before I was born. I mean, it made it, it made a major play in my childhood. And for a lot of people, Final Fantasy has been that as well. It's been there for a good portion of their lives. And for some, FF7 was their first introduction into this world. And now, as an adult, it's coming back full swing. Just like for us getting the, the end of the Skywalker saga... For some people, this is going to be huge for them in their adult life. And people are just out there just releasing this stuff. And I think it's it, it, it hurts a little bit for me because all the work the voice actors are putting into this, all of the work that the that Square, is, Square Enix is putting into the game and everything to have basically just people just going, hey, we're just going to leak it all out. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know? I, yes, it's going to be amazing. We know it's going to be amazing from what we played on it. But, you know, kind of let people experience it. You know, why not? I mean, at the, why, but at the, same time, at the same time, you're you're leaking the demo, which is used for hype in the first. Hold place. on. But in order for this demo to be played right now, yeah. you had to have downloaded the leaked file and hacked it to get it to play. Right. So, you know, it's not like it's everyone else has a chance to just go play it. Right. It's not even out on the PlayStation store yet as a demo. It was just leaked out that it was potentially coming along with Patapon 2 as a update to the PlayStation store. So people basically went into that data mining site, found the file, downloaded it, hacked it. And now they're playing it before everybody else gets to play it. Well, that's the definition of a leak. If it was on PlayStation yeah. Store, it's not a leak. It's just a oh, release. No. And I would have been fine with it. If they had released it all and, every, and they played it and put it out there, that's fine. But the fact that they had to hack the file to get it to play and they're putting it out there when only a handful of people have even been able to do it, that's where I have a problem with it. You're kind of ruining what people need to experience on their own with this. Mm, I mean, I, I personally have to disagree with you because one – you don't have to download it. People that are choosing to ruin it for themselves are downloading it. Um, it and as well as it's like, like I said, that they're not, they're only releasing a demo that's not supposed to be public. And, and, and that's the definition of a leak. Like, I mean, they're doing something they're not supposed to. I definitely agree that they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing. And somebody's taking advantage of something that they had got their hands on. But I, I don't necessarily think that's something to be, to be affecting people that aren't going to look at it. To be perfectly honest, that's just my opinion. Yeah. 
And, and I can see that. And believe me, I, I can see both points. I just, I'm looking at it from a standpoint of what you have to go through to get this to, to play. And like one YouTubers, you know, put it out there because they hacked it. And then now other YouTubers are covering it, talking about it. And it's, I guess for me, it would be like if somebody because of because of what the demo is and what we played uh-huh. at E3, we know it is the opening to the game. Right. So that is that is one of the most special moments to for anybody that played FF7 when it first came out was that whole opening <clears throat> to the game. Uh-huh. And now oh, you're totally. not letting people experience it firsthand. True. Uh, now, people, to your point, through the beast, man. Yeah. And I think to your point, though, Theo is, yeah, they can choose not to cover it, which there is a a YouTuber out there um, has a channel um, Soldier First Class that he you know, he's talking about it a little bit, but he's out of respect. He's not even showing the video. He's just going to talk about a couple of things he saw. Mm -hmm. And that's it, which is fine. I mean, there's been enough that Square's teased us with that you could pretty much bring it, you know. You can figure it out yourself. Right. It's, oh, it's yeah. just that, you know, we're – the game comes out the first week of March. We are two months away. I mean, let let them bring out the demo. Chances are we'll probably get it on, like, Tuesday now because everybody's leaked it out, and Square's probably very ticked about it. Um, but, you know, I can wait for the demo. I mean, I'll play it probably, maybe. I don't know. I got enough <laughs> stuff to play right now. You know, I'm gonna say I don't really. Do you really need to play the demo? You're getting the game. Like, oh, I'm getting the game. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not. It's not like you need to to test the waters or anything with the demo. No, but <laughs> I, I've been jonesing for it. I, you know, it's like that. You oh, know, you gotta get that fix, you addict. I gotta get that fix, man. It's like he's getting that itch. You know, getting them chills, boys. You know, I mean, honestly. <laughs> I'm as excited to play this game and honestly try and go for the platinum as much as I can as Jerry is with Red Dead Redemption and playing another playthrough of it. It's just, you, dude, are you on your more. third playthrough now? I already finished my third playthrough. <laughs> oh my god! The defense rests. All right, dude, Red Dead is officially uh, your destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yep. So. That's I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. I just I just had to just talk about that for the leak because you know it is. <clears throat> no, yeah, I mean I get I get your point too. Like it's definitely one those those that hacked it and leaked it are one cheating square because I mean mm-hmm. it's a production company. They want to be able to get some type of financial support from being able to release things and especially be able to have that hype with marketing and everything like that. Definitely a big PR move and everything. Yeah. They're definitely getting cheated. I just am on the point where it's people still have the choice to avoid it as best as they can. And real quick, before we move on to the next stuff is I wonder is will square Mm -hmm. pull the same thing for the YouTuber that hacked it and leaked it Mm -hmm. as Gearbox did to that you um, that one YouTuber that all they did was talk about stuff that was supposed to be in the game that was leaked. Maybe. I, I mean, because this is, I mean, it's big enough. But so another big thing is Redbox is getting out of the video game business. <laughs> As they should. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, should Redbox even exist anymore? No. <laughs> in general, I don't think so. No, but there is a niche market of those that don't stream movies or rent them on like Apple TV or do d- or do digital room. video games, aka Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. So physical baby physical i think in the year 2020 redbox has served its purpose with gaming and needs to go along its way so uh for those who are listening to the podcast go to uh, redbox's website if you have any interest in buying in some uh games that are at a uh, pretty good discount and they'll tell you kind of what machines in the area have said game and they'll list the price as we start the year 2020, you would think that calendar-based bugs went the way of 2K, as in year 2000. But WWE 2K20 has wow. a glitch on it that it does not allow you to play any online features for the game unless you roll the game or your console clock back a year. 2019. Oh my god. That is so ridiculous. A major bug. I I feel like this should have happened when everybody was worried about the end of the world because the Aztec calendar was resetting. Right? (laughs) Oh yeah. uh, yeah, Y2K? No, I thought thought Aztec's uh, calendar reset last year. So after 2018 and into 2019, everybody was like, oh, it's the end of the world. Y2K was just the virus that was going to destroy the world. I don't know. I don't remember. That was was, uh, like Y2K or something. Yeah. Yeah. But that would have been that would have been a great joke because you could be Mm -hmm. all like, oh, it's the end of the world. Just reset your calendar back a year Mm -hmm. and you're good. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So let's let's move on to the big three. And we'll start with Nintendo. And the one little tidbit of news that came out over this last week is that there was a job posting on Nintendo's website for a contract position out of Texas for environment outsourcing review artist, which if you read between the lines, that means that Retro is outsourcing the environmental designs for Metroid Prime 4. Which, I mean, you know, is that a bad thing? I think it is because you outsourced the game to begin with and you went with Namco Bandai and it was so screwed up. They had to reboot everything. Mm. So it seems like let's outsource it. We'll get it done quicker just to appease the public. But at the same time as I would rather have a game that's done right than have to be hodgepodged. And, you know, I get it. You know, it's part of it's part of IT anymore. It's part of game design. You outsource a lot of things. But. Yeah, but you but you figure with the position and being outsourcing kind of focused on <laughs> setting and kind of like artwork for the most part, like that I can kind of see being okay because I mean they they already have something to feed off of. It's not like I I would hope that they don't like give them artistic freedom with it to where that they do ruin it and. To go some weird direction with it, but I mean, if they're saying it's like, "Oh, here's your building blocks, just build it for us," I couldn't see a problem with it. I mean, yeah, I I definitely agree with you that like it would be nice if 
it was in their hands the entire time, so they know shit is right. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh, hey guys, really quick. Um, in our final no. <laughs> fantasy discussion, really quick. No. Yeah. So no. Not only are we no. talking about the demo, it is now getting spoiled badly, including character designs and the ending of the episode. Okay. Yeah, so that sounds like uh, not user error, but uh, that's, company error. So, oh, that I mean, that's there that's, you go, bro. That's big. Um, and I, I get people wanting to leak it, but. Man, going and ruining the ending for it too—that's that's hardcore. Yeah, that's a bit much. So I mean, like, like, yeah, like if you want to be that person, that's like definitely dig. One, I find it really creepy because you're data mining through PlayStation Store in order to find as much as you possibly can. I feel like that's the same as ruffling through Sony's underwear drawer. Yeah, and and like, yeah, it's like, but and then to. It's one thing to get it and grab it for yourself, but and then just to give it and then just leak it to everybody is a little too far. Yeah. So anyways, public service announcement, everyone beware. So let's talk about let's talk about some Microsoft news. Um, Microsoft. Yeah. So this week it was announced that Eric Jacobson, uh, who is one of the environmental artists for God of War, has joined the initiative. So he's left. Sony Santa Monica and gone to the initiative, which is honestly this first party studio from Microsoft. They're, they're bringing on a lot of talent and it just, I, I hope that that collective of talent from all over the industry, including some of the big names within or the big studios within Sony, that they do produce some really fantastic games for the Xbox, which we now know the new generation is just going to be called Xbox. It's not going to be Ooh. Xbox Series X or anything like that. It's just going to be Xbox. And Which is series, smart. And Series X is just a potential for one of many consoles. So um, I get it, but I've seen some pictures of that thing in the wild, you know, from like IGNs of the world and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's a big console. And unless you have a adjustable entertainment center, you are not going to be able to lay that thing down. It is actually a pretty decent sized little console. Um, now granted Theo, it probably only makes up a third of your tower, but I mean, okay. So a third of my tower, like height wise or just overall, overall it, I mean, it looks like it's the depth or the, the width of like a controller and a half, two controllers. Um, lengthwise it's like two controllers. I mean, technically speaking, the PS4 is about the third of the size of my tower. So we'll go with half. Okay, half. So, which, man, that which, thing's big. Which for our listeners, I have a standard or roughly standard mid-sized tower, so you can picture how massive that is. Yep. So, along with that, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I heard uh-oh. Yes. Jerry decided to leave us. Because <gasps> Jerry. We about, Jerry left us because we talked about Xbox. Oh, sweet. All right. So, um, yes, to our listeners, 
Jerry did throw a temper tantrum when we mentioned that we were talking about Xbox, but he has <laughs> he has come back to us to talk about games with gold. We had um, to give him ice cream to do it though. Right. We had to bribe him. We had to give him a little rainbow sherbet. Like I'm a, a classic man. Just an ice cream sandwich, and I'm happy. <laughs> so, uh, Games with Gold was announced. Um, so, for the Xbox listeners out there, for January, they're going to get Sticks, Shards of Darkness. I like getting... the Sticks series. Like I, I played it on PC, and I like the Sticks series. It's kind of fun. So, they're getting Batman the Telltale series from January 16th to February 15th. Awesome. They're getting Tekken 6 for the 360 from the first of, you know, from today through the 15th. And then Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy from the 16th through the end of the month. Again, though, it's not a great lineup. When are they going to actually give their fans some triple A content? Yeah, they really aren't. uh, I mean, they've consistently been non-strong uh, uh, starters, man. I, I, I don't get it either. Like, so, uh, like, don't get me wrong. Th- those are fun games, but like, we already gave uh, The Last of Us. Or, uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Last no, of Us no, Remastered. I'm, I'm sorry. No, not we. Sony, Sony gave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, we totally did uh, it. <laughs> Sony didn't do anything. It was all our ideas. Well, <laughs> right. but we got gypped out of it like it was i mean totally you walk in do it but, but Sony, <laughs> sony's giving triple a titles such as like darksiders last of us um titanfall 2 right now um what else have which, we given we've given which coming I mean, on tuesday is uncharted the nathan drake collection so oh, they're getting yeah, yeah. not too. one two but three games for playstation plus yeah. so I think that if Microsoft really wants to step forward with this, they should probably, you know, start stepping up the game with that. But we do know that Game Pass is like their big focus. So, yeah, they have some AAA titles on there. So I think if you you kind of are pushing towards that, then I guess that's where Games with Gold comes into play. Um, now, that being said, though, I mean, PlayStation Plus on Tuesday is also getting Goat Simulator. <laughs> so <laughs> I... Uh, I Dude, I, I've heard this be, like, super popular. I've heard people say, like, it is the dumbest game. I mean, like, it sounds like it's just one of those, like, that what, that hit that niche market that, like, oh, dude, that game is so much fun. And but what then, is it? Are you a goat farmer or are you literally a goat that you're, be, you're simulating a goat walking around eating grass? Well, no, I think no. You're a goat, but you can get into like trouble. Like, think bully. What I think the like video game, the video game bully from Rockstar. Like uh-huh. you're a goat, but you can like cause trouble and like free the other goats or some yeah. crap like that. Like so, it's uh, random. It's a I random did. game. I could never get into simulator games. So, like I mean, like the doctor simulator, the farm simulator. Hey, like, don't be knocking uh, SimCity. I didn't. I couldn't get I into SimCity. The Sims. Sims like, Never got into the Sims. I, I wanted it. action, so I was like, I hate, I, I hate the Sims, and I always cheated. I was like, this is boring, so I always in the cheat codes. <laughs> yeah. 
So, real quick, um, some couple of things happened with Sony right there at the end of the year, though. Um, they did release a $30 accessory for the DualShock that adds on programmable back buttons. Oh, I've so seen that one. It's It makes it, it kind of like a scuff. So, yeah. It's so odd looking. It does look really... It looks, it, it looks bulky. Yeah. I, was, I was tempted to look at it since my scuff is starting to wear out. And I really do like I mean, having the back paddles. The back paddles is really nice to have because it definitely removes that response well, time with that's, having that's your thumb. You, well, if you're just going to go back paddles, you should just... Um, Get this old bad boy here. Uh, remember. Oh, what is our that? Li- our, listener, our, our listeners nor I can actually see when oh, what oh, you are pointing at. When did you Astro. get an Astro controller for your PS4? I actually got it today. Since That's what I've been using. Oh. Since when has Astro released controllers? They're always heads. It's their headsets. first one for PS4. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Look at me. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're reaching for jealousy, but you're getting none. No, I'm, <laughs> you're not. That was nope. that was just me being uh, 12 years old. Anyways, because a a back paddle is hey. still not going to prevent you from getting a knife in the back in Black Ops. Well, just, we'll see now. We'll see. And, and now we'll just cut here and paste and edit and add in support of Astro, Astro because, they're, because they are uh, funding this podcast right now. Yeah, totally, totally do it. Thanks so much. Hey, if uh, someone from Astro is listening, hey, we could use a sponsorship. So. Um, totally, guys. Totally. Thank you, Astro. Um, uh, which we'll I'm not harping on Astro. I still have my original Astro A50s. Before, uh, like, I've heard their headsets are really good, though. Their yeah. headsets are phenomenal. I've heard so they're good. they're totally worth worth the money. This is their first dive into the uh, controller market, and uh, I gotta say, it's pretty. It is pretty good. I've only used it, it for a little bit today. It looks, it, it looks like the Nintendo Switch Pro controller a little bit. Mm. I would In say in terms of the. The top design of it, kind of, you know, yes. that, that top piece, the way the triggers and stuff are lined up and whatnot for it. Um, totally. But the settings that you can put for the triggers are amazing. Um, and then the modulation through, like, I have it set. I, I, I will admit this. I absolutely love the Xbox One controller. I would say, I honestly have to say that's pro- possibly the best controller. Well, hold on. Well, which are you saying? Which one? The, are you saying the Elite or the actual Xbox One controller? The actual Xbox One controller. Denied. You're wrong. Now, no. Now the Elite <laughs> is for Elite <laughs> players and therefore a better controller. But you I'm. Heard, you I'm heard saying, it here, folks. But I'm saying. Gary just admitted to not being an Elite player. <laughs> I'm not an Elite player. I, if, Honestly, I would I would equate it to uh, Theo putting a controller on a PC. Yeah, Yeah, if we ever twitch, (laughs) all right, that's fair. Us playing Call of Duty, you will be laughing at me the most for for hilarity and terrible gameplay because I'm 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 an okay player. If you really want to laugh, you want to. 
you'll want to pay attention to my screen the most because <laughs> you'll see me sneaking up on Jerry and knifing him in the back. Or better yet, I'll take the mannequin arm in, hit him no. upside the head, and then I'll clap <laughs> over his body. See, this is where you need like it's your gameplay. But it's Jerry's cam on him for his reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. So, uh, yeah. But I really, I. But I have that. That is what I was. But Theo, do you agree with me that I do think the Elite controller is better? But it's for the pro- more professional or like even not even like mid grade professional players. Uh, I mean. I wouldn't necessarily go with level. I definitely go with it being, especially with like, and, and not just with elite, but with like scuff and everything that introduces the back paddles in order oh, to spread out the buttons. Scuff, scuff is a good, a good controller as well. That, right. that is, but now we're talking about the, I, the top three right. controllers out right now. <laughs> so, I Oh, mean, okay. I thought you meant with my opinion on whether or not it's for elite players. Uh, the elite controller, yes. Uh, the regular Xbox controller, no. Okay. So like, I, I would think that it, either way with the back pedals, it helps with a, it helps speed up a learning curve on particular games in my book. Um, just because it, it, it helps with being able to use more of your hands rather than really needing to try to figure Memorize out ways or something figure mm-hmm. out ways in order to use a normal controller like using the claw mentality in order to use that um, oh yeah yeah some gamers would know what i'm talking about but like it's, it's i wouldn't necessarily it's a matter of professionalism or elite gamer for it it's just a matter of learning curve so but you can controllers though it's been leaked out that uh, Sony got a patent for a new design on a DualShock. Yeah. And the patent is has the PlayStation button removed off the, the DualShock. It Not still has an area for the touchpad. I don't know if that's going to be a touchpad or if it's going to be a display screen, whatever it's going to be. I heard didn't really both. say that much. Um, but then they're adding triggers on the back. And as a normal, nobody, as a normal configuration in the controller, right? And no, yeah, Which correct. And nobody knows though if that's going to be the new PS5 controller or if it's something like a Pro controller or what. Um, but I like that Sony's doing their part; that they're coming out with their own style of an elite controller, so to speak. Yeah. Um, now, when you talk triggers, so as you're holding your PS4 controller, right? Yeah, you know how you have your your fingers up on the on your on the trigger on the R one L one buttons, right? Down at the bottom, as your hands are kind of wrapped around the controller, think there's two triggers that are going to be down where the label is, right there in the curvature. Okay, so kind of like yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like that on the so sky, where or on your you put your middle fingers, correct? Essentially. Okay. Yep, there's triggers that are going to go right there, that are built into the controller. Mm, I mean. If they threw in paddles too, I'd like it because you can use your ring fingers for that. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's not necessarily stretch, but I mean, it's nice that they're experimenting, or at least they're right. finally experimenting since mm-hmm. DualShock has been the same since PS One. Yeah, it's and I, very... I I really enjoy the 
the people who are kind of making their predictions that uh, the PS5 controller is no longer using the rumble functionality, but uh, the a haptic, like uh, what mm-hmm. Apple's using. So therefore that creates more oh. room in the controller for uh, a bigger battery and for what they need. Like I, I, I actually hope this is kind of a thing, but I, I also don't because I think it's going to suck up battery life. Um, I keep seeing a digital faceplate going yep. all the way to where the touchpad the, is. The well, not just the touchpad, to, but where the uh, PS uh, mm. button is, mm. because now that whole that whole part of the front of the controller can be a screen, mm. and it's also a touchpad, and you can also put speakers either around it or under it if they do that though they better be putting in a beefy battery with that because that's what i'm I'm worried about like okay uh, that that kind of thing would be cool but then like we're going back to the wii u where that controller was so huge because it needed to be yeah because you needed the battery life and And even then the battery life sucked yeah (laughs) you got an hour and a half out of it and then are you really going to be using that touchpad faceplate like as a secondary map where it's already proven that no no gamer or no one uses really really uses those it's just like a cool little accessory but i don't even think i mean honestly the touchpad was a cool idea and some games kind of utilize it a little bit like um still no one really uses it but that's still a giant like start button no it's a giant select button yeah a giant select button um, so we'll see what happens with the controllers. Um, there's rumors that, um, at CES next week, they may be doing a reveal, um, the way that Sony's been teasing some That's stuff. A lot of people are saying that Sony's going to reveal it then, and then make some sort of like, uh, I think E3 or like more of a in-depth, like what's under the hood type thing. I think they need to answer Microsoft and at least give a glimpse, right? So we know, hey, here's the hard, here's what it looks like. But I think E3 would probably be the best place to actually reveal it. I mean, the, con- the controller or the system? Like the whole, like the specs, like here's everything to the system. Like yeah. I think they need to do like a quick reveal, like Microsoft did, where, hey, here's what it's called, which we know it's pretty much PS5, and this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Have at it. Yeah. So, and speaking of PS5, uh, Shuhei Yoshida had an interview with uh, Dengeki PlayStation Magazine uh, overseas, and he was stating that the PS5 is the easiest to develop out of all the consoles they've made. And this is from feedback he's gotten from devs. So I think that bodes well for some of the content we may be getting because the reason we got so many good games for the PS4 is because it was really easy to code for and if it's already easy for people to to dev on this software for the ps5 yeah i mean that's a, that's a great sign already because that means cut downs on release dates and mm-hmm. or if you know if they stick to the release date they're going to be that much more sure that the game is going to be done and in, in its final stages yeah uh so that's good news um 
Yeah, I mean, I th- I think the future of gaming is looking very bright uh, until we start getting into the conversations on uh, when when is it going to be fully digital and then consoles die and you know I think we still have some longevity there, but. You oh, I don't know. think consoles are dying anytime soon. Even Phil Spencer said that. Yeah, I don't think so either. But, you know, it, it's on the horizon. It's still some interesting times. It's on the horizon. We're starting to get other options if we don't want to go that way. And it's, oh, I think yeah. I think an all digital option is a fantastic option for people, you know, that don't that are minimalistic and they don't want discs yeah, floating I, around. I, I already do it for for, for my movies. Yep. And I do yeah. it for I do it for some of my games. Now, granted, I keep I get physical discs for the games that I love and I'm going to play over and over again. Um, and I can just, you know, slap the disc in the the console, install it and go. You know, yeah. I don't have to wait for big file downloads or anything like that. So <laughs> yeah. um, now speaking of games, um, what did you guys play over break? I, I didn't get a whole lot of time to uh to play uh for during the month so um really the last the last week i've been uh, i've actually really delved into a lot of the games i finally finished fallen order um unbelievable game uh totally recommend it and definitely has uh replay value so uh, I think I might I think I might play it again, um, and then I've been kind of stuck on because of you your recommendation of Concrete Genie, which has been s- such an amazing like beautiful looking game. Um, and Modern Warfare, I got back into Modern Warfare. He it, says that while he's like admitting. As shit. I was, yeah, as I was like I was playing it earlier. Yeah, but have you been playing PvP or? Uh, story or campaign. I already finished the campaign. I've been playing PvP this entire time. Really? Yeah. So have your skills improved? Um, <laughs> probably not. Ew. Okay. Don't need the judgment. Actually, in in our in in our um uh play styles like uh, like team deathmatch and stuff like that, I have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Ground War, which is a newer one, which is uh, way more open and kind of like Battlefield. Uh, I'm okay because it's let me let me way, ask you a question. Way spread out. So you say you've gotten better. So does that mean you've gotten over a plus one KD? Okay, <laughs> I don't I. I don't set the bar that low. I, I like that you gave him a full 1.0. I was going to ask if it was higher okay. than 0.25. Oh shit. We're all talking about one time. No, it was not one time. It was not one time. A couple of times. And this did not have to merit a saying that is now damn dictionary. It's a jerry match. It's it's urban dictionary. In the urban dictionary. So stupid. <laughs> and you so, forgot, Matt. You forgot the proper wording. Oh, what is the proper proper wording? I'm huh? not going to say it. I'm not setting you up. 
It's called Paul and a Jerry. It's a Jerry round. Oh, okay, oh no, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's that's Jerry a, round. It's a Jerry round. Right. Okay, but let's go back to Ground War. So you said it's new, but Ground War by name, just... by, by name isn't new. No, 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 no. But it's what the game offers, because usually it, it offers like the Team Deathmatch, the Dominion, and other stuff. So they gra- added more to the online um, options. Mm. So Ground War is literally like you're one faction and another faction. It's up to 64 players in the map, and you all – like it's 30 on 30. Oh, okay. So they just and it's just like it. you're on one side, they're on one side, take over whatever you can, and then boom, whoever you know takes over the most um, uh, land – uh, wins, so but it's big. It's a big map. Oh, okay, so they just expanded the map because gra- ground war in Call of Duty has been around for a long time. It's just always a larger player. Oh, really? Ground, I didn't know that ground ground war has always been a thing because there's a ground war playlist and you do the same matches and play styles. Like you can do a team death match of ground war. You can do freaking. Um, What's the bot one? I forget what the bot one is, but it goes from 6v6 to 12v12. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Well, yeah, still. So, so, so by, na- by name, it's been around. That's why I, I was confused. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. And then I think I'm going well, to... I, I am going to try and uh, wrestle up some more uh, Pokemon on Sword. But uh, I think I'm going to attempt the toughest game of the year. Oh, God. Which is Sekiro. Sekiro? Yeah, Sekiro. All right. Die twice. Die twice. Well, you have been playing playing a a Sekiro clone in Jedi Fallen Order, so it shouldn't be that hard for you. No, and hopefully it's a little bit more mm, precise because I feel like uh, I do feel like the parry system in the in Fallen Order is a little glitched. Yeah, that's been a big complaint from a lot of people. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I thought also, it was a little crazy because there are times when I am I am pressing, you know, because yeah, you know, There's you get also, more of a result at a better time to parry, and I swear I'm getting it, but. Like, I, I have to hold it. That's the only there, way I've been surviving in the game. And then there's also the hitbox, where you may seem like you're a little ways away from them, and all of a sudden they hit you for yeah, 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 unexplicable yeah. reasons. Yeah, that's been a big complaint as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, overall, though, it's a great game, and Respawn did a fantastic job with it, but, you know, it does have its glitches, just like Titanfall did. So, um, Theo, what have you played anything over break? Uh, over break, primarily, I did uh, some. I cranked out some practice with archery. Nice. Uh, been reading some mental management stuff with respects to that for sports stuff. Uh, definitely played some Season of the Dawn on Destiny mm-hmm. uh, with the Dawning. I've uh, been enjoying that. Uh, Season of the Dawn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I immediately think of like an '80s. Oh like, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Dude, speaking of, speaking of like 80s, I, I immediately Jeremy, thought of Top Gun when you said Season of the Dawn. I was like, oh, like, yeah. oh man, that was such you, a cool like title. Yet you sounded more like Kids Incorporated. <laughs> cool. Not really. No, um, not really. Whatever. As, speaking of 80s, have either of you watched Frozen 2 yet? No. Yes. So, like, do you remember Kristoff's song? Yeah. How it was totally an 80s-esque music video the entire oh, time. Totally. Oh, With the freaking, oh, totally. like, it was awesome. transparent zoom-in of his face on the side while he's, oh, like, yeah. dancing around on the other side. Like, That's why I was it – to- it kind of took me out of the movie. I was like, uh, is this for real? Because this is, like – Cool, like Matt, Matt. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, like, I did. Those yeah. old days. You should totally, like, oh. you should totally know what we're talking about. You, you, like, did, you need and to I see did. that just for that piece. Yeah, you like it's totally hilarious. Hilarious. Honestly, I'll just stream it on Disney Plus when it comes out because yeah. I'm not going to go pay for it in theaters. Now, hilarious. real quick though, before I talk about what I've been playing, what's up? Since Jerry brought it up, what's up? How did you guys did you guys get the Top Gun trailer at the before Force or uh, before uh, Rise of Skywalker? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I teared how, up. I how cried. did that feel? Hearing that the 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 bell crack and then the F fourteen engines roaring through on surround sound. Oh oh, I got a tingle in in, in it, my goodies. I got I a think, tingle. I think you're it forgetting. Was amazing. That I have not seen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Whoa. Oh my god! You haven't seen. T- I have it. I own it. It is it's on Matt. It's on I our have, account, dude. I have dude. not seen Top. Oh my god! Oh my god! You have no idea. You you may you may laugh at that movie. You may you may hear so much crap about that movie, but I guarantee you, when you watch it, you <laughs> will uh, you will understand. <laughs> there is just something about like I I, I it, know you I know you you're gonna see the movie and you're like yeah they're cool yeah and they're, it they're cool. and it holds up I mean now granted the story's a little cheesy but from I a mean, visuals I, perspective everything that movie holds up I mean I believed you guys on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and I watched that yep. so which that's still coming uh, this summer. Yeah. But like, no, dude, like quintessential, like guy 80s movie. You you'll get it. Like, it's just it's just the greatest movie ever. I mean, I may yes, need to is. see it just because I'm of that so YouTube video that you what you brought up for me that or OK, I should say Pierre made you bring up for me about all the points oh, in that oh, movie yeah. that makes it homosexual. <laughs> Oh which lord! Is, which is like, dude, no joke, so true. But that's but, Pierre, but though. honestly, like, still, dudes don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't care. It's they Top Gun. Enough. Gay, but it's Top Gun. I don't care. It's still awesome. Like that's why. That's why you have to see that movie. Which is why, like, it's so good. Is that like when you guys when even start calling um, Jerry Goose. <laughs> and it was more for racing stripes and Jerry and I were owning it. And I was like, okay, Goose, like, you're my wingman. That was his Maverick. So it was like, yeah. Um, so that's we started quoting yes, for years. <laughs> so Theo, you'd be proud of me. Okay. I actually started playing Jack and Daxter. It's about yes. freaking time. 
In just Dio, what are you talking about? I've been suggesting that too. Yes, but he's yeah, been the but one I, giving me the most crap about it. I'm the I, I'm kind of the bigger fanboy of yes of Jack and Daxter. He is he's our Jack and Daxter fanboy, and I've been getting loads of crap about it from him. I I don't know about that. I, I'm I'm pretty up. I mean that that's the whole reason why I loved Uncharted. I even said those are the originators, man. Okay, I've played Jack, Jack and Daxter more times than I've played Uncharted. That doesn't yeah. say a lot because you haven't played a lot of Uncharted. <laughs> well, just on I'd, just I'd on say four, I've played all of all of those games. Just on four, yeah, as but, much as I've played Uncharted. Four. You want to say you want to say they're the originators of Uncharted, but they started with Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, he's the original, I know. and he even became the mascot of the company. Yes. Yeah. Like that's like that's what's that's what Naughty Dog is, man. They're yeah. they're you know, they're family. Jack but, and uh, Daxter isn't Naughty dude, Dog. Jack and Daxter, man. That was the Jack original Jack and Daxter trilogy. is Naughty Dog. Yeah. Oh no, I'm th- I'm no. thinking Ratchet and Clank because that's Ratchet Insomniac. and Clank was Insomniac. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. So no, I played some Jack and Daxter. Yes. I uh played some Hugh on the Vita. Okay. Don't know what that is. I still find it really funny that you're sport, still sporting the Vita. Like you're, you were, you showed me that you were playing Jack and Daxter on the Vita too. Yeah, I, you know, something that okay. First and foremost, Jerry, Hugh was a PlayStation Plus game. So if you were just grabbing every monthly game like you should have been, it's on your account. Go play it because it's something that Theo and I have been talking about for months. Oh crap! Oh crap! It's that color game. Yeah. 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 I keep forgetting. Yep. So yeah, Hugh actually has cross save so I can play it on my PS4, save it to the cloud, jump on my Vita, pull down the save file and go. I love it. You're, you're, um, you are exactly the only person I know who bought the Vita to actually use it as a Vita, which is genuinely like very refreshing. Wait, so you want to talk oh, about rather that? Rather than hacking it and doing yeah. um, that, that is the reason why the Vitas are still expensive today is because uh, so, uh, uh, there's still a niche market for Vitas because they prefer one. You can you can go like up to a terabyte of like memory, dep- depending on the memory cards. Right. You know, um, there's no limits to it. Yeah. And you can hack it and emulate it to. Like even sixty four now. Like I, re- I remember when that was coming in like a year. You know, a lot of the PSP like gamers were like, "Dude, did you, did you hear? Like, we're gonna be able to play uh, Nintendo sixty four on our Vitas. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. And now it like it's even more. It's even more bigger because you can mod it even more. Mm-hmm. You can watch it, so- videos, movies, stuff like that. Like it's become like a niche little like smartphone. Not going to lie, my Vita is also a um, Square Enix portable <laughs> because I do have Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, you have your whole library. I, I have Final Fantasy 1 through 6 downloaded on it. Wow. Um, I have FF10 and 10-2, Final Fantasy Tactics, War of the Lions, Front Mission uh, 3. Oh, Those wow. are yeah, and then wow. I also I have Hugh, I have Jack and Daxter collection, um, I have Shovel Knight. Oh, nice, nice. Um, I have Wolf Among Us. 
I, I love which I'm going to go back through that because yeah, Wolf too. Among Us 2 was announced at the Video Game yeah. Awards. I can't wait. Um, Resogun, which was a great PS4 title as well, and it plays it's oh, yeah. gorgeous on the Vita. And then I downloaded the demo for Sly Cooper um, Thieves in Time because I've never played Sly Cooper, so I want to kind of toy with it, and I may just download the Sly Cooper collection. I actually haven't done that either, and I I would seriously thinking about doing that too. I, I so were also I like fun games that were like Jack right? and Daxter esque. I won't talk and, you out of it, but I wouldn't start with Thieves in Time. No, I'm just doing it just to kind of see kind of what the the feel of the game is. You know, kind of like what what, what the, the characters is. are kind of like. Uh, um, yeah, I kind of have a feeling that you, it may not be a game for you. Okay, just to be honest, <laughs> I, I play I I played the series. I liked the series. It's just a a, a tad lackluster. Yeah. Is it? Because I always, I have like I haven't played it, so I can't really speak as if I'm an authority. But it always had like kind of a Ratchet and Clank esque like to it. It does, but it's more corny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I get that. But you gotta admit, Jerry, it is a very, very, very pretty Vita. Oh yeah, I totally. Oh, it's blue. Dude, yeah. I, it's yeah, one, totally. Yeah. But the only reason why I never got one and why I've I've only had like two handhelds in my life is because I rarely ever played handhelds. I like it. The fact is Still I can put problem. this I can put this in my pocket and go. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. I can throw it in my bag with no problem. Whereas my switch is so much bigger. Um, but so I, I played Jack and Daxer. I finished off Jedi Fallen Order. Um, of course, I'm playing more. Um, and it'll be the show right now because I'm kind of mm-hmm. trying to get through my season and prep for the new one coming out in March, which um, for for those of our listeners that are huge MLB fans, um, I know we talked about it briefly on the podcast a couple weeks ago, but MLB the show uh, is going to be going multi-platform as early as 2021. And we do have an article up on our website about it. Um, it covers a little bit about that. Um, I have a unique perspective on that as well because i have played mlb the show 15 which is the last iteration of it um on the portable side from the vita perspective and you know graphically it's okay and that makes me worried about like the switch how is it gonna i the graphics i think are gonna have to be dialed down a little bit Mm. compared to what the xbox is so um now also a couple weeks ago which Jerry and Theo missed. We had our holiday episode with John Bentley, and um, we had um, Drew Chrisman on from Final Fantasy Weekly, as well as he's um, hosts the DNVR Rockies uh, podcast. Uh, he was a fantastic co-host, so I want to give him another shout out. So a very special thank you for uh, last minute co-hosting with me. Um, it was a blast. Um, we did talk about our holiday giveaway. And I, I just want to say that. So for our Facebook T-shirt, uh, the winner of that was uh, our listener, Josh Maldonado, who's also a friend of hey, ours. Um, so nice. um, he was one of the very few that actually went ahead and did it on Facebook. Now, as far as the Twitter one goes, um, the T-shirt went to Drew's brother, Ira. 
and the hoodie went to Drew actually because Drew honestly had the very very best what he's thankful for because mm-hmm. you know losing his dad and and what the holidays mean to him now for his mom and his brother Ira and stuff like that so to me it was the most heartfelt um sincere out of everything so uh Drew got the hoodie all right so, you know we'll we'll do some of the stuff here and there coming along the way maybe uh come e3 maybe we'll do some giveaways with some of the the swag that we pick up that we may not necessarily want to keep you know yeah. there's <laughs> we've gotten stuff like that before so maybe we'll bring a few things to e3 yeah that's right come we'll find us on the floor so. absolutely so um everybody though um this last year has been great um we have a lot of stuff that we've kind of got we want to do over the next year to help um, grow things a little bit more with the website and stuff. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But first and foremost, though, as always, thank you for crashing game night with us tonight. Uh, if you like what you heard, as always, don't forget to subscribe on the platform of choice that you are listening to us on. I want to say everyone be excellent to each other and stay frosty starting this new year. Happy new year. My, uh, my fellow nerds. Thank you all for uh, listening to us and getting to know us because we're just like you. We are nerds and we just want all the nerds of the world to come together and that you can take to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Take to the bank. Wow. Um, I I, I, got, I, I was trying to get to deep, and then that. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> Later, okay, nerds. Well, TTFN, ta-ta for now. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody.